Hello, what's going on? And welcome back to another edition of Let's Talk Ball. Uh, this is Brian Hanley, Big B. I appreciate you coming out and still listening to us. We're still having a ton of fun, people. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Um, today, let's talk about something that kind of digs in a little bit to the sports psyche of athletes today. And let's talk about the doping aspect of sports. Let's look at the why. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. We'll dig into you know several different aspects of it, uh, but it is basically becoming a phenomenon here in the last 20 years. Um, and why do people do it? You know, let's dig in. Let's let's figure that out. Let's talk ball. Broken up by Tatum. Sport obviously has penalties for doping. Now you think about maybe some sports that there's no reason for guys to to do anything, like in basketball. You know what's necessarily the reason that guys are would be wanting to take steroids in basketball? Uh, how does it help them? You know, muscle mass. You know, guys, you're not trying to be too muscular. Uh, obviously you want to be physically fit, but you're not trying to just be muscle bound. I mean, you, you lose flexibility that way. And a lot of basketball is based on flexibility. So that's not necessarily going to work, but there's other reasons to dope. I mean, one part that people don't realize as far as doping and what it does for you is it's the recovery. It's the recovery, you know, you human growth hormone and, you know, steroids it's all about recovery um i shouldn't say it's all about that let me take a step back a lot of it is about the the recovery time you know when you get injured or if you're just beat up you know not necessarily injured to where you can't play but you take this stuff your body bounces back so and that's the way it works what sports kind of just brush it aside what sports have taken a stand you know and what sports you don't really hear about and basketball would be one basketball you don't hear a ton of of guys doing it i mean like i said there's just not a really a reason for basketball to do that in hockey you don't really hear i don't even know if they 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 care so much in hockey there's so many unwritten rules and that'll absolutely be Another episode of Let's Talk Ball are the unwritten rules in sports. That will absolutely 100% be another episode because there is a ton of unwritten rules. 
But in hockey, I mean, you don't hear of anybody getting busted for doping. Basketball, you might hear one every two years. You don't hear a whole lot of that in basketball either. What are some of the reasons some people might say? Well, again, like I mentioned in basketball, there's not a whole lot of, of reason for you to do that. And in hockey, I mean, guys are kind of big. I mean, guys are athletic. I mean, let's not discount hockey for, for what it is. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys that are beat up in hockey. Um, and the rules with, you know, the drug testing and things, they just, you know, you just don't hear a lot of it in hockey. I think guys, they, they may figure out, hey, we're big enough. We got enough going on. This is not something that's going to help us. You know, the next thing in another sport, obviously baseball. Now we can talk all day about baseball and what it has done to the sport. You know, when you you stop and look at it, baseball was dying. Baseball had a strike. Back in 1995, and it was just devastating to the sport. And I mean, just devastating. You didn't have a World Series, and it was just an absolute collapse for baseball. I mean, it was just, again, it was one of the, I know we've talked about some other ones, you know, collapses as far as hockey. Hockey was a colossal mistake thinking that they were bigger than what they were. And again, that was the episode of Let's Talk Ball, Let's Talk Salaries. That was another episode that we talked about what hockey did and what they thought they were. And it was an absolute nightmare. An absolute nightmare. So... You know, it was just crazy. So talking about getting back to baseball, I mean, and the strike again, it was 94-95. They didn't have the World Series in 1994. So it was a 94 strike. And it was just an absolute just killer for baseball. And it was dying. So they needed home runs. They needed something to, to get people back. They needed something for people to get excited about. And I'm not necessarily saying that baseball wanted guys to take steroids. But you can't tell me, because they did drug testing, you can't tell me that baseball didn't know that they were testing for it. It just wasn't part of their, hey, if you take steroids, we're going to suspend you. It wasn't part of that. And so guys were doing it. Openly doing it. I mean, you talk about, you know, everybody seeing him, Mark McGuire. Hell, he had Andro in his locker. And it was on the band list. It was just sitting in his locker. So if he was openly taking something or he had it in his locker, I mean, again, hey, I had stuff that was in my locker like deodorant. There was a reason I had deodorant because, you know what, I used it. I mean, come on now. <laughs> what are you saying? 
I mean, that he had it in his locker. Oh, I just, I just had it here. It was just hanging out in my locker. I just, it was for, for decoration. Just using it for decoration. I mean, come on, come on, come on. You know. So you know what he was doing. He was using the stuff. But it wasn't just him. I mean, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, because that's an, an unfair assumption. It's an unfair assumption. A lot of people were using it. I think that the study that came out were saying that 65% of players were using some form of performance-enhancing drug. That is a lot of people, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people. My, 65%? Whew. I mean, that is a ton of people that are using a substance to gain an advantage. And that's exactly what it was. It was to gain an advantage. So baseball used it. Now let's dig into the why. Now you can say that the the sport of baseball was a part of it. I personally believe they were a part of it. They knew. They didn't care. They needed fans to come back. This was a way to get that done. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. And they were, I mean, Sammy Sosa. The, the thing that, that brought baseball back was Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire baseball, you know, the home run chase. That, I mean, that brought baseball back. They needed something because just coming back after the strike, that didn't help. They needed something to galvanize fans again because people were pissed off about the strike. People were pissed. And that brought people back. So it was, what was the reasoning? Well, part of it, just like anything else, <laughs> money. Now, what are you going to say? Hey, Brian, what are you talking about? Well, money. Look at Alex Rodriguez. Look how much money he has made. And you don't know how long he's been taking or he was taking performance enhancing drugs. You have no idea. How long? And look at the amount. I mean, the man signed one year for $250 million. Gets it into that and signs for another. I'm like, whew. Then that's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about, literally. It was, part of it was money. And if you don't believe that, you've got something loose in your skull. Whew. Money, the amount of contracts that were going around in baseball with no salary cap. Hey, you know what? I can take this. They don't even really care. They don't test for it. I can take this. And I can make this amount of money. I can go sign a contract for $180 million. And I'm, you know, I, I went from being good. But you know what? Now that I can hit this ball 500 feet. I don't need this anymore. I don't need it anymore. And I can stop taking it after I'm done. So let me get this straight. You're an average baseball player. You start taking this stuff. You take it. You get this huge contract and then you just drop off. 
That's what a lot of people did. Some people just stayed using it. Didn't care. And average guys, and that's the whole thing. Average guys were hitting the ball 500 feet, getting big contracts, and then all of a sudden they fall off the map. They stop taking the stuff. They just fall completely off. People didn't know why. I mean, it was an epidemic in baseball. It was a huge epidemic in baseball. Heck, and look at Barry Bonds. I mean, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. I mean, those are clearly the two poster childs for this whole thing. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame baseball player before the alleged <laughs> just steroid use. I mean, the, I mean, look at Barry Bonds. Come on, man. And I'm a Barry Bonds fan. I think he's the best baseball player ever. That was the very first episode of Let's Talk Ball. Let's Talk Goats. Check it out. Barry Bonds. And I believe Barry Bonds was the best ever. And he was. But he used steroids. And I'm not saying he didn't. But if 65% of the league is using it, then you can't just discredit him just because he did. Everybody was doing it. Everybody. Roger Clemens, seven Cy Youngs. Everybody was doing it. And, you know, and I'll get back to, to the some of the reasons as far as pitching, but let's just stay with Barry for a second. I mean, Barry was a great player, great baseball player. But he wasn't getting attention, and he got mad. So he started taking steroids. He started hitting the ball 600 feet. The difference with him is he was already so good. And he was like, if you make one mistake, he goes, first of all, you can't throw a fastball past me. You just are. I don't care if you throw it 200 miles an hour. You can't get it past me. That was his one advantage already. So you're not going to throw a fastball by me. That's not going to happen. And if you make just one mistake, because I'll I'll wait. I mean, the man walked a trillion times. I'll wait. And if you make a mistake, I'm hitting the ball 600 feet. And all it takes is one. One mistake. That's all it takes. And that's what how good he became. I mean, they were intentionally walking him with the bases loaded just so he wouldn't hit a home run. So you walk a guy, we'll give you a run, but we're not going to give you four runs. We'll give you one. We're not giving you four. That's what performance, I mean, that's what PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, did. Roger Clemens, I mean, flipping it to pitching, it's, again, how I mentioned earlier, the recovery. It's hard pitching. It is hard pitching. Your arm, that is not a natural motion for your arm to go over like that. That is not the natural motion. So your shoulder, your elbow, all that stress, the, the how they throw, you know, the, the pitches. The slider is like one of the worst pitches that you can do. The slider and the split finger are literally the worst two pitches that you can throw that on that has damage to your arm. Those are the two. Well, guess what? Roger Clemens had a, a devastating slider and a split finger fastball. And, but he was never hurt. 
everybody else, their arms are ripping out. Every Tommy John surgery, she's are ripping the ligaments in their elbow. Everybody's at not Roger Clemens. Now, some of that may be, hey, he had good genes or, you know, he was lucky, didn't get hurt. Or maybe he was hurt and he just has a ton of recovery and it's not that big a deal. PDs, steroids, it helps. It helps. Now, there are side effects. I mean, everybody knows that there are side effects. They talk about them. I'm not going to get too graphic with some of the male things that tend to go away. I won't, I won't go that route. I digress. But there are side effects. And the one side effect, and I know I'm laughing, and maybe I should, but you know what? I'm going to laugh. Damn that. Has, have any, anybody just seen a picture of Sammy Sosa lately? If you haven't, please Google. Just Google Sammy Sosa. And look at what this man looks like. Now, people used to make fun of Michael Jackson for years because of what happened to him, what he did to himself. Just take a look at Sammy Sosa. That's all I'm going to say. Those are side effects, brother. Those are some side effects right there. Sam Sosa. Woo! I mean, if that's not side effects, I don't know what is. I literally don't know what is. Sam Sosa. Whew. So there are side effects. Like I said, <laughs> there are consequences. I've said it for years. I'll say it now. I'll say it forever. There are consequences for every action, for everything that you do. And Sam right now is paying that ultimate price. Woo, my goodness. My goodness. So let's move on. Now, track and field. I mean, it, I mean, they got the, the most strict drug testing policy that there ever was. And yet, Balco came up with a formula that you could get by. The cream and the clear. Just, you know, it was just, hey, for my muscles. It relaxes my muscles. So you get massages and, you know, you rub it into your skin. Brilliant plan. And that's what the baseball guys, a lot of the baseball guys were using too. I mean, that's what Barry Bonds was using. I mean, it was Balco. And guys were just rubbing it in and, you know, and people were taking shots too. I mean, you know, it's the, uh, the whole, uh, Oh, well, I was just taking a, a B12 shot. I, I, I had no idea what was going on. I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> a B12 shot that your teammates giving you? <laughs> wow. I mean, just the lies. But I, uh, I digress. I digress. Back to track and field. Track and field, like I said, has the most stringent drug testing that's out there. Boxing is up there, too. But track and field, I mean, they drug test you every 16 seconds. You know, they're looking for something. They're looking for people to be cheating because they know they're cheating. I mean, they have caught people for years. So it wasn't really uh, anything got started with track and field. I mean, it's been an epidemic forever. They've just been bad. 
just bad. They've been cheating. It, it's just been one of those. Oh well, I, well, you, uh, hey, I, I, I didn't know, and uh, yeah, everybody knows, buddy. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Stop, stop saying that. We all know. I mean, and not just average guys, not just your average. No, it was the good ones, the great ones, the best ones out there cheating. I mean, my, whew. It just, it got to be to where every time you saw somebody winning a race or an event, ah, they cheated. And yeah, they did. <laughs> you know, just give it a week. Yeah, they, they did. <laughs> I, I mean, damn. I, I just didn't understand. I, I, whew. And you knew you were going to get caught. It wasn't even one of those where it was, uh, you knew you were going to get caught. And they did. Track and field is just horrendous. And, you know, and one of, again, the reasons for track and field, the thing, because they're not getting, I mean, you're not finding a ton of just multimillionaires in the track and field, you know, enterprise. Track and field, there's just not that many multimillionaires. You know, they make their monies off endorsements and appearance fees, things like that. And, but, so they got to try to get every advantage that they can where their advantage is winning. So you can get sponsorship deals. Well, you got to win. You go out and win and you get more. And that's what it comes down to. Track and field. Just horrific when it comes to doping. And they're still going at it. They're still doping. They're still trying to find an event. Just, you know, I know the whole adage of you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But when you know you're going to get caught, why cheat? I mean, because you're going to get caught. Like I said, track and field, they drug test you every 16 seconds. You know, every 16 seconds, they're, they're looking for you. Whew. So it, it's it, track and field was bad. It was just bad. Um, they didn't really have. Uh, they had all these stars that were that got caught. You know the reasons. You know the why. Again, the recovery. The recovery. Hey, and you go out. You run these hard races, and you want to keep going. And again, but it comes back to well, why do you need to run two weeks, three weeks, four weeks in a row? Money. I gotta recover. I need the money. And that's, that's what it comes down to, people. I mean, money, whoo, money drives us, but it can drive us crazy too. It can drive us crazy. So let's move on. The last one, and the most obvious one, is the NFL. The NFL guys are cheating. And I didn't realize that even now, Today, 2019, the number of guys that are still out there cheating. Still out there cheating. I mean, it's an epidemic. It's just a truly an epidemic. I mean, guys are just out there just cheating. And that's what it is. It's cheating. 
Doesn't mean some of the guys aren't good. They're not that they're not great, but they're cheating. Even today, and you know you're going to get caught. You know you're going to get caught. And the NFL's drug testing policy is pretty lax. Not like the NBA. I mean, the NBA, hey, we're testing on October 14th. You're going to get tested October 14th, November 14th. We're going to test you five times. They tell you the times. Be clean and let's move on. Heck, in the NFL, I mean, at least they don't always tell you when it's coming. But they, they, oh my goodness, the guys are still out there. And you know, you're going to get caught. But again, the recovering, especially in football. Now, I understand money. But football, I mean, a car wreck every play. I mean, that's trying to recover. You know, and you've heard the stories of guys. Yeah, I know we played on Saturday. And... You know, I didn't feel we were, we played on Sunday, excuse me, and I didn't feel good until we played the next Sunday. That that morning, I finally felt right. I mean, I, you hear that all the time. Or Lima, yeah, I got hurt, and I didn't feel good all year. I literally didn't feel good all year. I got hurt in the first week, and I was done. Or I got hurt in training camp, you know, and I was done. Or you're, you've heard the stories, yeah, I twisted my ankle, and I had a high ankle sprain. Three years later, it still hurts me. I'm like, gee, many Christmas. So the recovery for football is a clear reason. That's one reason. But again, money. Got to get better. Got to recover. Got to make that contract. Got to make it work. Especially football. Since in football, you got a limited number of years that you can do this thing. I mean, all sports are limited. You know, but football is the most limited. And the average guy spends two to three years in the league. That's the average time span. I know we we hear these superstars and they're 10, 12, and, you know, Tom Brady's 20 years and wants to play to 45. Yeah, that's the anomaly. That is not the norm. Absolutely not the norm. So it's crazy. But you understand why guys are doing those things money recovery got to get back got to get out because another thing is if you're hurt that's the one thing about football and it is for a lot of sports but football especially next man up there's so many guys if you're not available you're gonna lose your job you know you will lose your job and in football you'll lose it quick very quickly Football is the one sport where there's not, they don't have patience. I mean, they don't have patience for coaches, general managers, and they especially don't have patience for players. So you got to go and you got to go now and get it done. But that's the why for football players, especially, man, got to get out there. Availability is the best ability so to speak. But man, I, I just it, it baffles me the number of guys that are still doping in the NFL and when you know you're going to get caught because there you have tightened up. And you would think that the NFL would be in cahoots and would be more lax. And that they would, you know, because they want guys out there. They want superstars out there. So you would think 
that they would be a little bit more lackadaisical about it. That is not the case. That's not the case. They don't want guys cheating. They don't want, they'll let you smoke dope. You know, they'll let you smoke weed. They'll probably even let you do cocaine. They'll let you get away with that a few times. When you take steroids and cheat, they will not let you do that. Now, we can have a debate on that, on what you're, whether you think that that's right or not. I mean, the weed thing, I, I just, yeah. I'm not a politician. I don't want to talk about politics until the time comes. And we will absolutely have a topic on let's talk sports and politics because I think it's relevant. However, this is not the time or place for this conversation. But, you know, guys smoke weed. They do it. It is what it is. I don't know how that's going to help you play a football game. So in my personal opinion, things that are going to help you. Now, again, you're not wanting a guy, a ton of guys out there running around high because then that just opens you up for one liabilities. You know, I know a lot of guys say that this helps and it helps them and, and whatever the case may be. That's great. And it is great. However, if you have a bunch of guys running around on a football field that are high out there, first of all, I don't know how good the, 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 the play is going to be number two, it's going to open people up for liabilities. Cause the first thing you're going to say is you allowed me to be high on a football field. I'm suing you. So while they say they're going to be lax on this in the NFL, I, I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a collective bargaining thing that you're going to have to sign off on. And I, I just don't know. I don't know. Again, that's more of a political topic and we can get into that another time. As far as the other harder drugs, I mean, I, I, that kind of speaks for itself. I mean, come on now. Let's just be realistic. So uh, we don't even need to talk about it. It doesn't mean that it's not allowed and NFL overlooks some of it. I don't, I don't, I mean, it is what it is. NFL's out to make money too. I mean, they're a billion dollar business. So, I mean, you can drop it down to the colleges, college football. I mean, there's, no tolerance. Heck, in college football, you miss a season. Now, let's start talking about the consequences, and that's the final aspect of it, the consequence. I know I mentioned consequences for actions, but what are the consequences? And I believe that's why a lot of guys do it, because the risk versus the reward is lopsided. They say, well, what do you mean, Brian? Well, take baseball. They just came out not too long ago with, you you know, if you take steroids, you miss 85 games and you can't pay in the, play in the postseason. Before that, it was like 30 games. And I'm like, okay. But now they come out, now you can't play, now you can't do anything. Now it's like baseball has taken a stance. Before... Baseball had no stands, didn't care because they needed the fans. Once they got the fans back, then it became the fans were mad about it. Oh, you're letting all these guys cheat. So then they take another stance. Hey, we got the fans back, so you know, and we're going to start clamping down on this. And that's exactly what happened. Things changed. That's literally what happened 
But until then, they didn't care. Major League Baseball did not care. The sports that always care are the Olympic sports. They always cared. Hey, you cheat, you're banned, two years, you're out. <laughs> I mean, you do it twice, you're gone for life. I mean, there is no ifs, ands, or buts with them. They're not messing around with you. And the Olympic sports, and I don't just mean the Olympics, I mean the sports that are in the Olympics. You know, those Olympic sports, track and field, all of them. They're like, yeah, you cheat, you're out. Two years. Two years, gone. Do it again, gone for life. Now, it doesn't mean you can't come back, you know, and sometimes the guys are banned for four and five years and then they, you know, do they reapply and they, they get brought back. But like I said, they don't mess around. They do not mess around. Major League Baseball, you know what? The risk for them the reward is like, I'll take the money. Yeah, I know I'm not going to get paid, but the amount of the, you see the size of my contract, Brian? The size of my contract says that it doesn't matter to me that I got suspended for 85 guys. Yeah, I know I'm not going to get paid, but the difference between what my contract would have been and what my contract is because I'm doing this, I'll sit out the games. Doesn't matter to me. And as a financial decision, hey, I'll deal and and, and you know and you talk about the the other consequences the physical consequences they'll deal with that down the road it is what it is but that goes for a lot of people a lot of things not just you know professional athletes it goes for a lot of things in life people hey I don't care I'll deal with the consequences as they come but as far as that the playing and the loss of that that's their thinking is that a bad way of thinking? Eh, eh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, the one thing that I did hear, you know, I heard an interview with Bob Gibson. And for some of you out there, Bob Gibson happened to be one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Okay. I'm not doing your research for you. Look him up. <laughs> Look him up. However, the, like Bob Gibson was an intimidator through hard that was back in the days where the mound was high. I mean, he that was when if you stand on the plate, I'm throwing the ball at your head. Back you up. Back off my plate. You go up there. You stand up there again the next pitch. You still crowd the plate. I'm throwing the ball at your head. That was Bob Gibson. Don't be crowded because they looked at the plate as theirs. Don't be crowding my plate. You back off my plate. Otherwise, I'm throwing the ball at your head. Back up. Don't be or. You especially don't go up to the plate and dig in. You know how guys now, they take 20 seconds. You know, they check their batter's gloves and they <clears throat> tap the bat on the plate. They dance around, check their, you know, the the sweat underneath their, their helmets. And yeah, you do that with Bob Gibson if you want to. Go ahead. The ball's coming right at your head. Bob Gibson didn't mess around. Did not mess around. And he said, I don't know if I would take steroids or not if it was presented to me. That's what he said. That's not made up. And this is a guy that was already an intimidator and threw the ball 95, 98 miles an hour. So he said that he didn't know if he would take it or not. 
So you can't really blame all the guys today in baseball. Again, those are the ramifications. If the sports get tough, like football, you miss four games. Yeah, but you see the size of the contract that I got? I'll Okay, I won't play four games. And that's pretty much with everybody. In track and field, they're just taking a chance, but it, it's not an educated chance, in my opinion. Those guys get caught. I mean, it's just it's a dumb risk. The other These baseball and football risks, I can see those risks. Track and field, I mean, the, the risk greatly outweighs the reward. I mean, it's crazy. You know, like I said, two years, first time, two years, you're banned. Do it again, life. <laughs> Woo! Now, if these other sports took that approach, who's to say? Who's to say? You know, if these other sports always took the approach of, hey, you know, you never know uh, if, if, you, if you do this, you know what? You're going to sit out this. And, and the guys will be like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. And exactly. And that's all. You, you just want to create the pause. You want to create the pause. But I don't think the sports want to do that. Because you, you're going to catch a star to that you don't want to be missing games. Not that many games. That's what's going to happen. Is You're going to end up catching somebody that you don't really want to catch. And then what do you do? Because otherwise, in pro sport, in football, first of all, they're, the guys that have been caught, and it is a staggering, oh my goodness, there's so many guys. It's more. There are more. More guys are out there. These are just the ones that you show being caught. There's more out there. That's the difference. That is the difference. There's more guys. It's just these are the ones that just got caught. So what do you do? I mean, in baseball, I mean, you could ban the guy. I mean, Alex Rodriguez is the only, I mean, and think about that fraud. They didn't even catch him the second time. It was just an allegations and, and reports that came out. They didn't even catch him, and he got banned for a year. But he still got paid. How does that work? It's like, oh, okay. I, it, it, uh, it's just nuts. Like I said, they're going to catch people. And Alex Rodriguez was basically the biggest person that got caught. You know, he was the guy that got caught. And baseball was just a, a, just a huge mess. I mean, it was just a mess. Football is not that way. There's more guys. I just think football, I don't think football wants to, I don't think they want to catch people. I don't. I don't think football wants to do that because there will be so many guys that are getting caught. And then the excuses. Well, you know, and you never know, and I didn't know, and I had no idea, and I'm like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, I took this cough medicine, and I'm like, first of all, well, I was in college, didn't get paid any money, so wasn't a professional athlete in college playing football. If I got hurt or sick or anything, 
that I didn't feel good. I went to the trainer and the trainer gave me whatever I needed to get well. I didn't go to the doctor. I mean, even if I had the flu or whatever, the training staff would take us. I mean, heck, they'd bring shots in and whatever. I mean, you didn't go to the doctor. So you're telling me as a professional athlete, you get sick. You can't make a phone call to the train. Hey, man, I've got this. I need. And you just go out on your own and just take something. It's like, and here's my thought on it. Every one of the excuses are lying. They're lying. They're lying. (laughs) Every one of them. Oh, man, I didn't know. Oh, I took this. I had no idea. You're lying. Every single one of them are lying. Everyone. Don't care what anybody says. They're lying. I'm like, why do you even, why even bring it up? Why even say anything? Well, just, hey, you know what? I got caught. Because nobody believes that, nobody believes you. <laughs> or they think you're you're that stupid that you would take something you didn't know what was in it. Now, I know there's been a few cases where guys have taken something and it was league approved. But the whole thing is, why would you take something that you were, that didn't come from your training staff? Anything, when you know this is a possibility. It's not like you don't know this is a possibility, because it is. So why would you even risk it? Well, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm not in that position, so I don't want to judge. Like I said, there's a lot of the excuses. I just have no, I have literally no regard for the excuses. The excuses are just pathetic. I mean, just pathetic. Pathetic. (laughs) My goodness. Well, like I said, I'd like to be able to give everybody the benefit of the doubt on what they're they're taking and things like that. And, you know, not knowing. I I just can't do that. It's there's too many guys that don't get caught in the NFL to say, I mean, to for people to to play ignorant, to to play the victim role. There's just too many people that don't. I just I I, I I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm never gonna be that guy. I'm like, look, you don't want to get caught, don't do it. Isn't that pretty simple? I mean, don't we say that about? I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about these guys being criminals, so I don't want to compare them to being criminals. But isn't that what the excuse is, is we say, hey, if you don't want to get caught robbing a bank, then don't rob a bank. Oh, you don't want to get caught taking steroids, then don't take steroids. It's kind of that simple. I don't know. That's just me. I'm sticking to it. I appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode here. I I really do. Um, this is just starting to just really, really become real fun for all of us involved. So, uh, again, check us out on all the social media platforms on Instagram. We are at LTB podcast. Again, on Instagram, we are at LTB podcast on Twitter. We are at LTB podcast one on Twitter. It's at LTB podcast one on Facebook. It's let's talk ball podcast. Let's Talk Ball Podcast. Again, you can find us on Spotify, 
Stitcher, Apple Music, Google Play, Podbeam, and SoundCloud. So continue to check us out. Continue to to hit us up. Again, the website, www.ltbpodcast.com. Send your emails. Keep responding. Respond on all those platforms. Um, We're listening. We are listening. We're putting out what people are asking for. So continue to send it out. Uh, Until the next episode. Until next time, aloha. of my brother Robert Aloha Let's Talk Ball is produced by myself Brian Hanley and Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions Editing, music, intro, graphic design, cover art are also done by our Director of Operations, Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions Research, fact-checking by myself Brian Hanley The Let's Talk Ball podcast is brought to you by the LTB Network